And here we are, two years gone, we're back with episode one, redo, of Book and a Pint, with Mike Eleven and James Jenkins, in which we discuss the pressing matters in the publishing space, like would an ostrich or an emu win a fight? Welcome to uh, the first, I guess, new episode of Book and a Pint uh, with myself, Michael Evan, and uh, me, James Jenkins. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, yeah, I was actually just looking at our uh, our history. We use Skype to record this. Uh, last episode we recorded was August of 2019. That was when you swore off podcasting. <laughs> wow, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at least I wasn't like on social media exile like yeah. you, Ed Sheeran. Uh, you're still you're still talking to people, at least, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. So basically, um, for for people that care, um, I, I got to check on That's everybody. You remember, you remember Noel? You remember remember yeah, yeah. Noel, our our one fan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I got to check up on her. It's been a while since we've talked. I think I talked to her like last year. Um, actually I talked to her this year, uh, but she's kind of been out of it, uh, out of the writing thing for a while and, uh, she's been editing, but, um, I'll, I'll have to kind of let her know that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have uh, our one listener. Yeah. Um, but so what, what happened was, um, I wanted to do just for people that are, are going to listen from now on, I'll kind of go over the history a little bit. Um, I wanted to do a big crazy episode with multiple guests and uh you know do like something epic where we had um you know three to four guests and we did uh funny shit and talk to them about their work and and ask them stupid questions which is basically what we do yeah um but we would usually do it with like one guest and i wanted to do three or four guests and go like two three hours we had some really good guests lined up um now the problem is um in my old place, my reception was terrible and I have two kids and the only time I was really able to podcast was, you know, at night, like this time. Um, and it was always during the time that my kids were going to bed. I kind of felt shitty about that in the first place. Um, so I went to, to do the podcast in my car. Um, so we were doing the podcast. We had our guests. It was going really well. Everything was good. And then about two hours into the podcast, Jenkins just says, hey, man, sorry to break it to you, but uh, I don't think any of your audio actually came out. Yeah, I think like oh, we, we had a, I forget who we had on, but he and I were just talking and apparently you've been like trying to say stuff for like 15 minutes. And finally, we're both like, Michael, are you there? <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was Stevie Collier. Yes, yeah, Stevie. Um, oh, God, I love Stevie. And Stevie's a funny guy, and I was really looking forward to having him uh, on the show. And he had been saying, I want to get on this show, like, for, I don't know, months and months. And finally, we had Stevie on the show, and then we had we were going to have Kelly Blanchard on and do, yeah. um, you know, Kelly's, like, totally the least irreverent human being I've ever <laughs> met. And we were I remember we had all these plans to, like, I don't know, make her drop some F-bombs and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
and it just um it just we didn't even get to Kelly like I had to and she was waiting up like I think past her bedtime (laughs) I was like sorry we're not gonna do this and and she was like oh okay fine well maybe next time and I was like fuck no there's never gonna be a next time yeah (laughs) oh yeah so you quit podcasting I like abandoned the internet almost altogether yeah like what the fuck is that all about (laughs) I mean I think I kind of know but yeah I don't think anybody else does well like I kind of I think just for like my own mental health and well-being i was just on facebook every day and the only thing i enjoyed about facebook was like interacting with other authors and occasionally a reader would jump in and like shout at me about my books and stuff but the rest of the time i was seeing like friends and family just post just this abhorrent shit that just upset me and i just kind of like i I had to take a break and so i i got rid of facebook um, I still have Twitter, but I don't, I never use it. It's just, so there's a couple authors that I really, really like that will occasionally DM me on Twitter. So that's the reason I've kept that. But yeah, I just, I needed that break from other people basically. And then 2020 so, happened. I was planning on coming back last year, but that totally out the window. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that was, yeah, it was, it was fucked up. Like, yeah. um, and it was depressing. I actually just stopped like reading my newsfeed altogether. Like I, yeah. I, I interacted in my, I had to do it. Like, you know, work demanded it, but yeah, yeah. I interacted, I interacted in my own little world where people mostly talk about like, like fun shit. And I just stayed away from most of all, most of the, the misery and just sort of did my yeah. own thing. Cause it, I mean that you go crazy. If you watch, if you look at too much shit, if you, if you, get too involved i try not to get too involved in politics i I try to um and and the shit that's going on in the world and and um obviously there was you know there were some people close to me that were affected by things and it was it was um it was really hard and and my heart obviously goes out to um you know anyone that that has been affected in a negative way um but i just kind of tried to keep my head up because that's kind of the only way you can get by yeah yeah uh, but I, in a way, I have kind of missed social media. So I, I think we've talked about it, just you and I, before. But I'm, I'm planning on coming back here really soon. I think I'm uh, I'm starting fresh. I'm going to just create a new account, start at square zero, and then I can kind of build up the social media presence and newsfeed that I actually want to see. The grand emergence. So yeah. Ed Sheeran, so Ed Sheeran doing a full <laughs> band tour now. Uh, not just playing at Wembley Stadium with his feet on foot pedals. This is the equivalent, the mass, em- the grand emergence. Looking forward to it, buddy. Um, yeah. So, um, tell me what you've been doing. I mean, tell them. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know we, what you've been talked. doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll update. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've, st- I've been writing. I haven't released anything in a little while, but I have been kind of knocking out first drafts as much as I can. Um, I've the biggest news, I think, I finished the first draft of uh, the second book in my Thunder's War series, A Lightning's Price. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's with my beta readers right now. I've got the cover art done. I think I showed you the cover art. I'm really yeah. happy with it. No, it looks really good. I, I actually was, I think, probably one of the first people to read it, or at least read most yeah, of it. Yeah, I think when I sent it to you, it was a few years ago, like, right before I abandoned it. I don't know if I've talked much about it, but... Uh, do you mind if I kind of go on a rant for a second? Yeah, no, go for it. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, 
Yeah, there, there's a character in Lightning's Price that is based on uh, a really, really good friend of mine who committed suicide in 2017. And so for a long time, every time I came back to that book and I get to a scene with that character that I based on him, I kind of had a little breakdown and I couldn't work on it. Uh, but this last summer, I was actually able to sit down and uh, focus on the book and actually get to an ending. Uh, it's going to require some rewrites. I want to make sure it's as solid as possible. But that's been the bulk of my writing. Um, I've also finished uh, a book called, a little novella called Unraveled, which is a sequel to the novella I released a few years ago called uh, Knit Pearl Slip. And then oh, been, that's that's the I I edited that one. That's you that's did you edited book, the, right? the slip, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, I'll probably have to send you that one when it's ready. So this is a book about a team of I'm trying to remember. It's a it's a team of superheroes that that fight with knitting power. Yeah, they're, sort they're of. monster hunters, and so there's like so I, every year for Christmas I write a novella for someone in my family. We do a name draw for gift exchange. Right. And whoever I get, I write a novel a novella for them. So this one I I drew my sister's name. I asked her, well, what kind of book do you want? She said, I just want it has to be a dog and a character that knits. And I went from that. I put a dog in, and then I realized like, well, obviously I write fantasy, so the magic system's based around these magic items that are knitted out of magic wool. So like a pair of gloves gives a girl super strength, and a scarf makes someone super fast, and stuff like that. They're really fun. Just uh, yeah. nice action. No, it was good. It was I was actually um, you know I mean I like there's it's there's no secret I like all your stuff, but um, it's um, it was shockingly badass. Um, I was I was really not expecting that with um, with the when when I heard about the concept, but yeah, no, that's cool. I'm glad yeah, that you're, you're doing it's, that. Uh, it's found a niche home with a lot of like knitting groups, actually. Just kind of nice, nice. Uh, nice. But um, uh, that's me. I'm also working on the third uh, Broken Redemption or Mickey Mickey novel, novel uh, which I just called Orcs of the Southern Front. I think we did a cover reveal on the fantasy focus a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, no, that's um, that's the series. Like I always, I people that are listening, I I would always tell uh, James that um, with this particular series, um, the one called Broken Redemption, which is you know the intention to be seven books, right? Yeah, seven. Um, if I could find a DeLorean and somehow go into the future. Um, I would want to read this finished series. Like, I hope I wouldn't be like going into like you know 2046 to do it. No, it's um, 2042. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this is it's really good stuff. So yeah, I'm glad that you're. First of all, I'm glad um, getting all the serious um, you know tearjerker shit out of the way so that we can just like you know <laughs> yeah, act yeah, like act, talk talk like assholes. Um, I'm uh, I'm, ha a, I'm happy yeah. that you're I'm I'm really happy that you're finishing this um uh Lightning's Price book um especially as a tribute for your buddy um because yeah. I I know that was really important to you and that it was a a tough project so to hear that you're actually getting through it and the catharsis and everything being able to to actually get it finished um I, that's awesome and I'm really stoked to read the finished product. Yeah, but speaking of finished products, in the couple years since we've spoken, how many books have you written now? Um, I 
fuck. Um, we are well. I write with a co-writer. I'll yeah, get into that. But um, but we are putting out. Well, we're going to be writing our um, either eleventh or twelfth book. Um, we were going to be writing it in September, but uh, James Reed, my co-writer, just mentioned to me that he would be able to start on the project earlier than he thought. He's wrapping up a massive series of 12 books. He just finished the eighth and he needs a little bit of a break. And our stuff is kind of like what he does when he's not working on his big, massive 150,000 word epic fantasy books. Um, so we're going to be actually um, starting the 12th book uh, in the next couple of weeks. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, uh, uh, but speaking of your books, I think it's really important that we discuss because for when I first met you, you've been talking about seals and beer forever. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, Michael, for a long time, I thought you were joking. And then one day I turn around and there's actually a book like it actually exists. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because um, the I think the last time we did a podcast and we talked about this, we had this whole thing where we were talking about um, how I have, um, you know, a male and female protagonist seals. And uh, I was feeling a little, you know, sketchy about the whole uh, romance angle. Um, Yeah, we we wrote, uh, we did a competition where we wrote uh, some smut. Some smut with the flippers. With the flippers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Noelle judged that one. Is that who judged that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. And she gave you the win, which I'm still bitter about. But <laughs> well, that's uh, that was just because I told her you ate my combos. Oh man. Yeah, I still need to get those. Yeah, I, I fucking love um, blue cheese buffalo combos that you can only get in the states. I'm actually going to be J- honest with you, Michael. I go looking, and I can only ever find the cheddar and the pizza, and it's actually starting to frustrate me. Everybody, you know what? Everybody always discontinues a good thing. Like, you know, that's yeah. that's cancel culture for you, right? Um, so. It's it's just so so somehow somehow buffalo blue cheese combos have you know gone the way of of that, and um, and I'll mourn privately later. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so. Yeah. What so? What ended up happening with with Alehouse Wars, which is my the first book, kind of a novella that kicks off the series, uh, is I was I I had written some funny shit, and I got to the point where I wanted to bring magic and fantasy and and battles into it, and I was just completely stumped. I didn't know what to do. I had read um, J M D Reed's uh, book, uh, The Storm Below. Um, yeah, The Storm Below is the the first book and he did like killer aerial battles above this, like on this cloud world with a storm underneath. And there were like griffins and airships and, you know, ostriches that were steeds and mounts and fighting. And it was just, it sounds ridiculous almost, but it was just so, so brilliant. Um, First thing I did was I I said, Hey, cause I knew that, that James is a ghostwriter. And I really, and I really only needed him to help me with, uh, one scene, like a, a one battle scene, and then I was going to kind of play off of that and, and move on. But um, he liked the idea. Like he th- at first, he, I think he thought it was nuts, and then he he liked the idea. And uh, 
I said, well, why don't I just, why don't we just co-write this and I'll just put your name on it. And he said, sure, yeah, let's do that. And uh, it ended up being a really, really positive experience. Um, so we did another one and then we did another one and another one and another one. And it kind of just kept going. And I would come up with these, they're all, all the stories are, are with animal, a reverent, sweary animal protagonist. Yeah, yeah, um, and um, they're all kind of different. Uh, somebody, there was, the third book was a complete standalone called The Cider of Legend. Um, it was based on um, two sidewinder snakes that were avatars of my wife and I uh, looking for a cider that would save the fictional Mojave Desert from a plague, much like COVID, uh, that was basically killing all the livestock in the desert and all the vegetation. Um, it stemmed out of an idea of me looking for, for my wife's favorite cider when COVID first hit. Because oh, yeah. How could possibly find anything? Well, you couldn't find anything. And, yeah. and I, we were we were like what else were we going to do? We were day drinking <laughs> and, um, and, and she likes cider and I couldn't fucking find any. So that's, um, that's where that came from. And then my arc readers, cause I, you know, I sent it out to about 40, 50 people, always the same people. And they, they devoured each one. Um, actually said after reading the third book, it would be amazing if you could do a crossover with, the characters from the cider of legend and your steel characters from alehouse wars and alehouse rebellion so that's what we did with uh, our fourth book in that series and then it became like a we made it a full series i adapted some stuff took some things out and turned it into a series that actually all blended together so now i have six books in that series uh coming out in a box set um, that I'm hoping to put out. I, I just, nothing is ever good enough for me. Like I keep going back with those re-edits and fixing things and, uh, but I'm almost as happy as I can be with it. So we're going to put out the, the six books. As soon as the sixth book is finished, I'll do a quick edit and that'll go out on a box set. And, that, and then I have a s- second series, which is finished already, um, which is about a, a 24 year old dude from Toronto. Who's a basically a, a, an avatar of my, my son, um, aged okay. by about 17 years, sure, sure. Um, and his uh, stuffed panda, who is, is actually in the story a real live 450-pound bamboo-addicted talking panda, uh, and it takes place in Toronto. The first book takes place in Toronto. I wrote most of that book completely on my own, um, and then the second book gets into more of a game-lit thing uh, or a lit okay. RPG thing, and, I, and yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. going to... I'm not really going to gonna say how and why because that'll be spoilers, spoilers. and I don't want to do that. I don't want to I don't want to ruin people's good time because um I kind of love the series and I'm I'm actually doing audiobooks for it too for the second series. Oh, nice. um, are, are you reading those yourself or you someone else? No, no, no. I I don't have I I wanted to, but I'm just technically devoid and I don't have proper equipment and i just i got a professional voice actually i got my co-writers um uh narrator uh who's a professional voice actor named zachary johnson who does amazing work um i gave him a sample chapter to read and he just did it so well and he kind of he kind of made max the panda sound like um a hybrid of like um i don't know if you ever watched the uh, ralph uh Norm from Cheers, uh-huh. um, and um, and Peter Griffin. 
Oh wow! For family, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, like he did it. He did it really, really well. And oh. um, I had some some questionable characters. Like it actually, the Max and the Captain, the first book, uh, takes place in my hometown. Um, and all the the all the stuff I talk about um, are legit Toronto locations and places that I I actually have been to. Uh, and one of them is an Asian supermarket. And the reason why we end up at an Asian supermarket is because um, where else are we going to find enough bamboo to satisfy uh, a 450-pound bastard talking panda? Um, and uh, there was a there's a character named Mr. Lee. He's the owner of the um, of the Asian supermarket based on a real guy. Um, and I was concerned because you know with voice actors yeah, uh, when they're doing accents and stuff that he was, that that he was going to do something that was going to you know be either sketchy or offensive or something like that. But he actually did it really well. And he did it in a way that it was subtly, you know, kind of nuanced. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking awesome. So um, I hired him to do uh, all three. They're short books. They're only about, you know, 30, 35 to 40,000 words each. The trilogy altogether uh, clocks in somewhere at around 140,000 words. So altogether, you got like, I mean, not to label stuff almost a full-size novel it's like a if you put it together and it's meant to be read together uh as one big story that's why we're releasing it all together um then yeah it's it's basically one big book one big fantasy book and the uh the first one is very a very down-to-earth story second one is is a little bit more um fantastical and game lit style uh but still urban urban fantasy and the third one is full-on epic fantasy with dragons and weird play and there's this all gets explained in story and it it's a really fucked up reason why it all happens so i don't want to say anything about it there are uh nobody has read books two and three yet there's about 30 people that have read and enjoyed book one um and i'm just uh i don't want to give anything away because it's fucking cool so yeah that's um that's it and then the the i wrote a book a friend of mine um paul barrer from the band little feet uh passed away a couple about a year and a half ago uh and the i wrote an extension standalone that actually does tie into my first series uh cider and ale chronicles about a platypus named paul who plays guitar and is out on a wine tour um and he has to fight zombies that are addicted to cheap box wine that are putting all the real wineries out of business. Um, and uh, so that one's included in, in this set as an, an unofficial book five. And then um, book six is a couple of side characters from Cider of Legend that okay. uh, a few of my readers said, you know, I would love to see what you could do if you made these side characters main characters and gave them their own adventures. So. I called up James and I said, hey, what do you think of this? And he's like, it sounds like a Michael Evan idea. Let's do it. All right. So now I have to know, how does alcohol play into the panda story? Um, So the all right. So so what we so basically the first series, the cider and ale series is um, they're all, you know, inebriated, fucked up whatever you want to call it, animals. There's the seals and walruses in Cider in um, Alehouse Wars yes. and Alehouse Rebellion. 
Then you've got the Cider of Legend, which is the snakes and cider. Then you've got Cider for Harborland, which is a crossover uh, between the snakes, the cider-obsessed snakes, and the beer-obsessed seals. And uh, then you've got the one about my buddy Paul I was just telling you about, uh, about wine. called Wine wine and Where to Find It. Um, and then the, the sixth one, which is about Sandy, Sam, and Scotty, um, a sidewinder snake who's based very much off of um, Jason Muse's character, Jay, from the Kevin Smith movies. And, okay. Scotty, who, and Scotty, who's like the straight man um, kind of that has to put up with. He's a lizard, fringe toad lizard, uh, that runs the cider stand where everybody buys their cider in the desert. Uh, and he hates Sam with a passion because he's like stodgy and, you know, just a kind of a stuffy dude. And they have to go on this adventure together and it's just going to be them fighting and, and, you know, Sam getting on Scotty's nerves and shit like that. Um, the people that have read it want more of that. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so that, and that one's called the whiskey eternal and it's, it's about, um, uh, and the tagline is who wants to live forever because it deals with the idea of, of wanting to live forever and the, the arguments about whether that's a good thing or not a good thing. And it gets a little philosophical. Um, the, uh, the only way that booze gets into the Panda series, which is called Max and the Captain, is that um, Max discovers that he likes beer. Okay. And there are a few scenes where uh, where he gets. There's one scene in particular where Max gets really drunk and uh, says a lot of stupid shit and basically uh, exposes the captain, who is his name's Jamie, but his nickname is the captain. That's what everybody calls him. And he gets drunk and he exposes him because he's jealous that the captain is spending so much time with his new girl and uh, not any time with him. So he exposes him when he's wasted, and that's really the only way that that alcohol comes into okay. effect in that series. So it's not a the book doesn't revolve around it like the others. No, no. Yeah. No, we want I wanted to do it was so Max and the Captain was a children's story originally. Um I told the story serialized um to my son before bed for about 6 months. So I do like a little episode every night. Um and and my daughter too and they loved it so much that they're like, you know, you should turn that into a story, into a book. So there's no swearing at all in the entire series. Um, there are jokes about the fact that we're not able to swear <laughs> in the <laughs> series um, because everything is meta, metatextual, and there's there's sure. we actually we actually James and I actually write ourselves into the story as characters, um, but um, there's no uh, there's no actual swearing in the story. And aside from a couple of slightly darker themes, um, the captain's girlfriend has a little bit of a dark past and a and a story that's a little intense for much younger readers there isn't really anything in there that like you know late school age and early high school uh, readers wouldn't know, be man. able to read young reader books get dark sometimes I mean, yeah yeah so it's 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 like a dark uh, slightly older than ya or ya could be ya there's no yeah. reason it couldn't be ya there's nothing in there I mean, kids are watching shows like 13 Reasons Why, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, so if they, if, 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 like, uh, if a 14-year-old is watching 13 Reasons Why, then they can definitely read these books. Yeah. As long as there's no sex, you're okay. I think that's yeah. 
no, I mean, there's a we. I I wrote my very because it's hard with, it's the first my first foray into human characters, like you like oh, that's the. True. So in in this series, like it's really about about the captain and Amber, his girlfriend, that are the main characters in the story, and Max is kind of like the tag along, um, the funny, the comic relief, right? Okay. Um, so I actually do get to mess around with with a little bit of romance, but it doesn't. It, it's PG romance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to keep it that way because I really did want uh, younger readers to be able to read one of my books and enjoy it. I want to circle back to something real quick, though. Did you really pull a Stephen King and put yourself in the book? Actually, we put ourselves into... Um, so it all started when um, I, I wanted to do something crazy and and, and kind of take some influences from some of my more classic writing uh, loves. Like mm-hmm. my, 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 So I'm a big fan of, of James Joyce, and um, I'm a big fan of Salman Rushdie. Um, and I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to mess around with different, um, different tenses and different styles, um, in the fourth book, Cider for Harborland, which was our big crossover. Um, so one of the things I did is I, we, part of the story is in script and it's a script and it's script conversations between oh. myself, between myself and, uh, JMD Reed. Yeah. I think um, you shared that with me a while ago, actually. I do remember that. Yeah. And okay. in that, um, I, and I, again, I don't want to say too much, but there's a major revelation that it, th- that book is actually a pretty intense book. It's like people that read it were like, holy shit, like, by the, it's kind of like by the way you spin these books, I had no idea there was going to be so much intensity in it. And the idea is there's a lot of big ideas that all get wrapped up in this book. And there's, sure. it's very, it's super abstract. It's super weird. Um, it, it has a lot of different styles. And one of the things that we do is we bring ourselves into the story. And that ended up being something that tied our later books together and also ties the Backs and the Captain series into the Cider and Ale series. It's kind of like the overarching theme that ties it all together. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I did. Re- I, I actually, a lot of people didn't really like that. I thought that was actually, I think that was in... Um, Book six of the Dark Tower, Song of Susanna. If I yeah, uh, is either that one or the one before it? But yeah, yeah, he uh, when he's a character. Yeah, no, I mean I've seen it. Like um, I read a lot. I, I grew up with a lot of comics, and one of the comics I read was called uh, Cerebus, um, it's a th- by a writer named Dave Sim. It's a really strange three hundred issue comic. Uh, about a starts off being about a barbarian aardvark and then it gets uh, a lot more philosophical and goes into the writer's you know kind of own personal philosophies and stuff like that um, but one of the things he did was was the writer brought himself into the comic and basically um, the whole idea that that Cerebus the main character uh, is just a character in a story and he now knows at this point that he's a character in a story Um and I wanted to use some of those ideas in a, in a way that was a little bit more digestible to people and yeah. not too weird enough. Like, like still, I like weird. Like I, I wanted it to be abstract and crazy, but also digestible enough that at the end of the day, there was some heart and there was some, yeah. um, you know, something that people would be able to take home uh, and, and get something, I guess, positive out of the story. So, yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, 
I was about to ask because I've considered it because uh, like maybe spoilers for like my Jack Ludfist books, but they very much go into like crossing into other worlds and sort of Dark Tower esque stuff. I've always well, kind of said that my character of Jackson Smith is my version of uh, King's Randall Flag. Right. But, yeah. No, that's a, well, you put me in one of your books. Yeah. You, there's a character that. named after you. Yeah. I'm debating whether or not you survive in the next book. <laughs> that's that's what I'm waiting to find out. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. You had my like my band name and and um, one of the scenes. You actually put me in another one where we're like I'm looking for my own CD in a music store. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, I didn't even make that. I didn't do that on purpose, but that's actually really funny. Yeah, you're browsing a music store. It's in uh, God's the Broken Sea. There's like a little uh, sort of sort of a flashback segment that shows like what's happening in with like Jack at the time and he's on a team with the character based on you. And yeah, you're, you're browsing a music store. I didn't even think that you would be looking for your CD, but that would make No, sense. I would, because that's totally something that I would yeah. do. So, <laughs> uh, it was good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it. That's, I mean, that's from a writing perspective. That's, that's, it's been, a, I've just been, I've actually, I haven't written anything in about two months and which is like long for me. And I'm just focusing on, uh, work and other shit and and okay. uh, and stuff like that, but um, but yeah, that's been my life. Been more productive than me, so that's good. So uh, yeah, um, basically, other big news, I guess, is uh, now that we're coming back and we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be doing this podcast. Uh, I wanted to kind of let people know what was going to be happening. So uh, we used to do these kind of intermittent episodes that would range yeah. anywhere from, you know, an hour to two hours where we would kind of just do what we're doing now and just talk about shit that was really only important to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what, what we were talking, what we were talking about is actually turning it into a weekly uh, author interview show where we basically just ask authors really, important questions uh you know the the type of questions that uh you know other interviewers don't ask them like you know if an aardvark no not an aardvark if uh what did i say um if an ostrich and an emu were to get into a fight who would win and why um shit like that and like shit about what type of fruit belongs on pizza um because nobody asked those questions you notice that yeah, and that's actually a topic I am very, very passionate about is fruit on pizza. Right. I will die on that hill that fruit belongs on pizza. Right. You see, I don't, I, and I, I, I differ in that unless the, <laughs> unless, unless the pizza has like some type of Alfredo base or something uh, like that. Like can I fucking... tell you about this pizza I had in 2019, the summer of 2019, Michael? I was the guest of honor at a little Comic Con in Texas. Nice. In, in Dallas, we found this little pizza place, and we got their special of the day. I forget what it was called, but it had it was half mozzarella, half smoked mozzarella, uh, prosciutto, and chipotle marinated peaches. And it was oh, the most see, amazing thing I've ever. See that? Eaten. I, that actually sounds really good. And fuck me, I'm on a diet right now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, when I came dude. home, I actually, like, I tried to recreate those peaches. I made, like, some jalapeno simple syrup, and I marinated the peaches in it. And it was good, but not as good. 
But then that syrup oh, man. worked really good on pancakes the next day. Diet is just fucking die with a T at the end. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fucking. Um, but yeah. Um, so anyway, like I, we wanted to, to basically like, you know, all, yeah. all seriousness, just, just fuck around and, and ask, you know, authors important questions. Um, none of which will be, are you a plotter or a pantser? Um, if or, that comes or, up good for them, but yeah. I mean, if they want to talk about it or like, what is your writing ritual or, or some shit yeah, like that? Because honestly, asks, yeah. yeah, like it's just, I, I, I know, like, I know people don't want to answer those questions again. Um, so we want to, we wanted to have fun. Um, and interestingly enough, um, I connected with, uh, with a comic book legend, uh, actually I've, I've connected with a few, um, yeah. but the one that I, I, I connect, I really connected with, um, was uh mike Barron, who actually is the writer that wrote the very first ongoing series of the punisher for marvel back in the 80s yeah i said that that is so awesome yeah so i mean and he also wrote like the first 15 issues of wally west being the official flash um oh, that shit, was I didn't know that That's yeah amazing. that was that was him as well. I read that series growing up and it was like the series that got me into the flash. Um, and he wrote a, um, very long ongoing, uh, creator owned series for a company called first comics called Nexus. And he wrote another long series uh, on first comics called Badger. And he's just done, um, a ton of amazing work. Uh, and he's still writing comics mostly, um, for independent publishers, but uh, I'm I'm working with him actually on on pushing a project, um, a comic book and novel series called Florida Man. Um, yeah. Which is kind of funny because I think the last time, one of the last podcasts we did, I was actually in Florida and we were talking yeah. a little bit about Florida Man. Uh, your in-laws live in Florida, is that right? My in-laws actually, they they well, m- unfortunately, my father-in-law has been been not well enough to go lately, but. Um, they have a place in Florida and, um, that they, you know, they're like snowbirds. So we, we come visit for a couple of weeks, usually in the winter when they're there. Uh, so I was podcasting from there and, uh, we were, we were talking about Florida, man. So Mike, uh, Mike wrote this, he's written three books and they're actually doing quite well, um, uh, in the Florida man series. Uh, and, and they're just basically about a typical Florida man. Um, you know, like the type of guy that that you know would well, go out it, of a wall would walk out of a walmart with an alligator around his neck and you yeah. know shoot golf balls at people's cars in the parking lot kind of thing i want to um, ask you this question so i don't waste his time with it because he's probably asked it a lot in in this universe in his florida man universe is this florida man is he the florida man is he the one that all the newspapers are reporting on so i would say I mean, I've talked to Mike about it quite a bit. Um, I would say the best bet would probably be to um, to, to ask Mike that question. Okay, it's a good question. But, but from what I gather, he is all of the Florida men. Okay, that's what I was um, wondering. So it's, he's like an amalgamation of like a whole bunch of different Florida man stories. And, the, yeah, and yeah. The, books, the books are fucking hilarious. Um, I, so. I, actually, I actually really enjoy like that kind of you know, noir kind of satirical noir Florida fiction, like Carl Hyacin and Tim Dorsey are two of the guys that, that do that shit really well. Um, 
this is like right up there. Um, it's, it's actually funnier because it's probably a little bit more uh, irreverent. Like the guy is just such a redneck. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the Florida man that uh, he writes about. Um, and, you know, it's 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 also kind of funny because like he, he's like one of the things he deals with is he's, you know, got a snake in his toilet. <laughs> so every time he opens the toilet, there's a fucking snake sticking out. So I've got snakes in the desert. This guy's got a snake in his fucking toilet. So I thought, um, you know, it was a good um, a good little parallel um, and a good synchronicity. But yeah, no, it's it's so he wrote. So, I mean, he's like I said, he's still doing comics, um, but he's he's really killing it right now with novels. Um, and he's and he's now trying to kind of bridge the gap between his novels um and his comics because he's doing novelizations of uh his nexus and badger creator own characters which are okay. awesome and then he's doing comics um based on his florida man character oh nice so uh yeah so mike actually was the but he messaged me when i uh announced that we were going to do this podcast i guess he liked the name yeah, uh, and name. he's like okay when do i get to come on your podcast so I'm like, holy shit, really? So <laughs> like, I wasn't ready for that. Like I, so I said, uh, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, we'd love to have you on. Idea originally would be that you know we would um, have a, a couple of of indies on and you know get our thing together. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? Eh, fuck, it. fuck it. Let's just start big and and have him on. He's a nice guy and I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, he'll that you know he'll have a good time with our questions and yeah. so next week um big announcement for anyone that actually stuck around to listen to us ramble um mike Barron, uh legendary punisher scribe and writer of florida man uh mr mike Barron will be joining us on book and a pint uh for our inaugural first guest episode yeah i'm excited for it i really yeah. want to ask about florida man yeah, no, he, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, I mean, he, as much as he loves talking about the Punisher and is willing to talk about the Punisher, I think he yeah. would much rather talk about Florida Man right now, because that's Look. what happened. I messaged him, I messaged him uh, a while back, just I didn't realize I'd get to know the guy um, yeah. as well as I did, and, and, you know, that he would be nearly as approachable. Um, but I'm like, Hey Mike, I, I grew up with your Punisher. It's one of the reasons why I got into comics and it's the reason why I uh, made my parents buy me an Uzi water gun to take to overnight camp at age nine, uh, and run around acting like I was shooting terrorists. Um, and he said, Hey, that's really cool. Check out Florida man. And he sent me <laughs> an image of, he sent me an image of his Florida man graphic novel and the rest was history. I'm super excited because uh, we talked about it before and I actually Googled Florida Man. And I saw that first cover and I was like, oh, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's 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 some funny shit. All his stuff is funny. Like even his yeah. um, even his uh, newer comics um, and his uh, novelizations of the Nexus and Badger stuff. Badger was a really funny comic, too. Like it was the guy was the main character, had like multiple personalities and uh, and he called everybody Larry. That was just a oh, wow. thing. Like, it was just, um, yeah. No, he's 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 awesome. So, uh, super excited about that. And then after that episode, um, I'd like to, uh, you know, have some indie indie authors yeah. uh, that are really awesome that would probably definitely like the opportunity to answer ridiculous questions. Come on. And then 
there will be some bigger name surprises that um, are also interested that have approached me about wanting to come on the show uh, that we can announce at a later time. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be the least prolific person on a podcast for once. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so uh, I think that's it. We need to get to get some music. Do you know how to? Can you can you put a, a song or some metal at the uh, beginning of this thing? Yeah. Do you have any any preferences? I can find. No, something. no. Well, that will just I'm just thinking about about that now. I'm just talking about um, overall shit that nobody cares about. <laughs> But, um, Do you want me to stop recording for this conversation? If you have it before the list. No, no. We'll yeah, we'll talk after. But yeah, so okay. so guys, so so Noel, um, I hope we we hope you're doing well. Uh, okay. That rhymes. Uh, and the rest of you that are going to be listening to this, we I think you're going to have a great time with this podcast. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have awesome guests and just like you know, join us for a book and a pint uh, every Monday. Well, we're recording on Monday. The shows will probably come out a few days later. And, uh, yeah, and let us, we always like feedback and we're going to have a official Facebook group to drop the episodes and take feedback on the episodes. So when all that happens, we will let you know. Yeah, I'll actually be there to see those comments. That's exciting. Nice. Yeah, you got to get back on. You got to make that shit happen. Here soon. Next few days, for sure. Uh, Okay, good. Uh, All right, Jenkins, it was fun, and uh, we will see you all, uh, or you will hear us next week. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for listening. Go read a book.